Tim, before we started, uh, we were just saying, it's like, poor Abby. <laughs> it's like, we just have to deal with this every single week. It's like, there's nowhere for her to go. Oh, yeah. Well, she goes into the bedroom. <laughs> so that's what I thought. Then Nikki's like, did she just like no, exile no, no. herself to the bedroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just goes, well, it's actually, it actually works out because she'll go in the bedroom and watch like Grey's Anatomy mm. and all the, and all the shows that she can't enjoy while I'm around because I will be constantly like, I just can't shut up. Nope, me either. Constant you know? commentary. Yep, exactly. Yep. So she, it's good. She gets to enjoy like television she likes for an hour and I, well, I'm not around. <laughs> like say yes to the dress. Like I, oh God. yeah, she can't enjoy that show mm-hmm. while I'm in the room. Say yes to the dress. Trying to think what are some other ones that she used to watch. Nikki used yeah, to watch. That one. Um, and then the HGTV shows where, like, you know, the House Hunters. House Hunters. Yeah, House Hunters. Oh, God. House Hunters, like, I cannot deal with. Where it's just these fucking dumb white women who are, like, walking into these mansions. Yep. They're like, and they're like, I can't. This doesn't have couple sinks in the master bathroom. I could never live here. I'm just like, there are people in Africa that don't have food and have AIDS. And you are like, I need a fucking, what do they call it? The two sinks in the, what do they Double vanity. It? Yeah, they, I, you can't fucking live without a fucking double vanity. I love the, there's so many jokes about the house hunters though. Like the husband, I'm a Dorito artist. The wife, I restore used napkins part-time and our budget is $1.2 million. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, many of them. I think it's more, what's more apt is that they're like, they're looking for a house in like New York city. Their budget is $150,000. And the woman's like, I want three floors and I want a townhouse in the Lower East Side. It's like, you can't get that, you dumb, you dumb, dumb bitch. There's no double vanity. Well, you know you can get that installed into the house. Like, double vanity should not be a selling point for a house. I want the house to be move in ready. <laughs> yep, that's a big one. Abby's going into the bedroom. She's already done. <laughs> and she's done. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a year without Santa Claus. That's what we watched, right? <laughs> you got it, John. Hey, here we go. Just humor. I only have notes on a year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get started? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ho, 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 and welcome to Hold My Popcorn. I'm Max Healy in Nashville. Fresh off his work trip from Cincinnati's Tim Begin. How was Cincy, Timmy boy? Terrible, Max. It's a terrible place. It's really, truly awful. Um, I drove by the Creation Museum on my way back to oh, the airport because apparently Cincinnati is. <laughs> I mean, I I knew it was. I knew it bordered Kentucky and Indiana, two bastions of uh, science and of sci- scientific fact there, but. Um, I didn't know that the Creation Museum was literally in a suburb of Cincinnati, which um, kind of shocked me. So, is that the one I, with dinosaurs I, and people? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Creationism. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. that's the one that says evolution's a, sh- a crock. The Earth is six thousand years old. People <laughs> rode dinosaurs. It's a museum of that, Max. People in Kentucky take f- public schools in Kentucky take field trips on to there. 
I it, guys, I, I don't doubt it. Being a Tennessean myself, I still remember the War of Northern Aggression inside of my fucking textbook. So yeah, it's it's not that far of a crazy thing. Um, uh, including the fact that there is a full life size arc that yes. is built somewhere in Kentucky. Is that part of the same exhibit? That's part of the same museum, dude. I, I know all about this because my mother-in-law wanted to take us there. And we're like, absolutely not. I mean, if it was free and there wasn't any money going, if I wasn't, wasn't actually in any way getting anyone to pay them, I would totally go. I would like, mm-hmm. uh, so I want to put this this out there, and this isn't a political statement. The uh, Hold My Popcorn podcast uh, network believes in evolution, folks. <laughs> I just want to put that out there for everyone to listen to and absorb. If you think that's political, we don't want you listening. <laughs> <laughs> As I sit here in my camo hat. Mm. Yeah. So right now, Derek's hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not listening unless he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know about my gout, my rights. <laughs> Derek's disease. All I got to say is may God have mercy on whoever had to clean up Tim's hotel room. <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah. I ate Outback Steakhouse like three times. <laughs> oh, my God. Only the Bloomin' Onion. That's it. <laughs> oh, I tried the cheese fries. Hell yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Dude, honestly, it was so depressing. So I was there for uh, equipment testing at this fan manufacturer. And, you know, they had to test these big fans that were going in a tunnel. And they did one day of testing. All the tests failed and then they couldn't get their shit together for the, the second day I was there or the third day I was there. So I literally went, I flew in Monday, went to the factory Tuesday, witnessed failed tests, sat in the hotel room Wednesday, sat in the hotel room Thursday. Oh my God. That was my work trip. Um, I was, I felt like I was go, uh, I felt like it was like a, um, a fear and loathing in Las Vegas, like scene. Like I was just going crazy. I like a, at one point I had like a dinosaur tail on. I was like walking around in the bed. Where all this lava come from? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was terrible. Good. Well, over in uh, Sacktown, though, uh, we got John Anishak, who I think actually watched the right movie this week. How are you, John? Yeah, so, you know, a, a year without Santa Claus, and what a treat it was. <laughs> what a treat it was. And you know what? You guys were right. There were no black actors or actresses in this film. Um, so I'm really excited to cover that today in detail. Um, I, I, I didn't watch Die Hard 2, and I'm okay with that because all it did was give me the image of, what was it, Die Hard 2, Die Harder? Right. Yep. So yeah, Die Hard Two, Die Harder just tells me to fuck harder, and that's not good in the household. That doesn't work well with relationship management or anything of the sort. So I'm happy I decided to stay away from that film. But in all reality, <laughs> um, I did watch it, um, but I kept it nice and raw to where I didn't watch the last thirty minutes again, <laughs> just to be sure that I'm keeping this shit on brand. Because once again, I am wearing a camo hat, so I have to be able to represent at least a sliver of the audience. It's like you know what, fuck it. <laughs> Fair enough. How are you, Max? I'm good. <laughs> Great. And we're, we're one week away from Christmas, and this week we watched the festive and family-friendly movie where 250 people crash and burn to death and Die Hard 2 from the year 1990. 
Yeah, I don't think that die harder was the greatest catch line for an air, an airliner going down. Um, you know, they couldn't have seen that in the future, obviously, but um, you think that they could have pulled the branding back a little bit. If the, if the fucking uh, Cleveland Indians can change the brand, mm-hmm. they can take die harder out of the film where an airliner goes just nose dives right into the ground. I mean, all I'm going to say is that this movie gets a really bad rap. Like a lot of people out there are like, this movie's terrible. It's the worst Die Hard. That's like, not true. It's literally a it's literally a fucking pile of trash. I'm like, this movie was fantastic. What what do these people think Die Hard is? <laughs> it's just John McClane like killing people and getting the shit kicked out of him for two hours and that's what this was this was fantastic it's all about the faces it's all about seeing like what would happen if you put things into bruce willis what face would he make that's (laughs) what these films are shoot bruce willis out of an ejection chair in a plane what face does he make (laughs) exactly that's all it is yeah a thousand faces of uh, Bruce Willis. It's fantastic. Yeah. What face does he make? No one knows because everyone's looking at the shitty matted background when he's getting ejected <laughs> out of that chair. <laughs> it's the first time they'd ever done that too. Now, the deal. other thing that I can say is why I, I have a feeling why some people might hate this movie, and it's because it's at Dulles International Airport. <laughs> and I get that. I have been fucked up in customs before. I have been fucked up trying to just get through fucking security. Either that or the little fucking Star Wars things that they have to, like, shuttle you around the airport on the shit. that look like something out of, you know, that a fucking Ewoker would drive or some bullshit. Like, no, fuck that. But I actually was able to grab a lot of satisfaction watching Dulles airport be destroyed <laughs> by gunfire explosions. And yes, once again, an airliner goes and takes a nosedive right into the fucking driveway. And, um, you know what? Fuck Dulles. So I took my fucking jollies out of that. So do either one of you guys think that this is, do you like this one more than die hard with vengeance? No, that's the third one, right? Yeah. No, I don't like it more okay. than that one. Good, but we, but Dude, I Samuel think that, Jackson's in the third. Yeah, one. I, I mean, that, I, no. I, I do think it's an apples and oranges conversation. Um, but then it turns into apples versus pomegranates when you get. Um, note that I hate pomegranates. Um, apples to pomegranates once you get to the the new age diehards. Those are what fucking that that those are a crime. Yeah. No thanks. Honestly, I'd never seen any of the new age ones. I, you know. I would probably prefer to get castrated before I did. Yeah, they're not good. I yeah. I didn't even see the newest one. I the last one the I the last one I saw was Live Free or Die Hard. And the only thing I remember about that is that I got drunk before the movie. I went into a seven eleven, the door didn't completely open all the way and I had flip flops on and like my toe just exploded in blood. <laughs> and then I went to the movie afterwards. My foot was like just throbbing. So I was trying to drink more and then I fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> Huh. Wow. Uh, that that is Yeah. That's what homeless people do. I just, just feeling like John McClane with my buddy with my uh, my bloody feet. Yeah. Did you did you exactly. have a home at the time, Max? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That's literally Max they homeless people stub their toe in 7-Eleven while trying to buy taquitos. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> that, they can, that they could sneak into a movie theater. Not intending to see the movie, but intending to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, kind of think about it in that way. <laughs> see, um, folks from Pittsburgh area, um, they have the good they, sense to just stay home and drink alone. 
Just a quick uh, quick note here, John. They can't see that. No, they cannot. It doesn't worry about it. All I care is that you both saw that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for the audience out there, I just like basically just like flip flop my shitty fucking Steelers koozie in front of the thing here and just watched both of these guys actually just spaz for about a second. <laughs> like I saw an eye twitch on both of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the movie though. I mean, it wasn't that good. The movie's fun, but it's not that good. And it seemed like a little bit off. And I think it's because of the, the, uh, the director was Rennie Harlan who did the uh, deep blue sea. <laughs> kind of the same stupid vibe. I love it. <laughs> but I loved so, all of it. I loved how he, he didn't figure out that like if you're really going to do one of these movies that you have to have a full nudity scene. But what he took out of this was, okay, I'm going to do Deep Blue Sea and I'll have someone just in like, you know, their underwear. Mm. You got to throw some boobs in there. And like there were even some in Die Hard 1, um, period. So, come on. That's a Joel yeah. Silver move, the producer. That's why he always needs tits in all of his movies. Ah. Yeah, and I'm, that's why I'm a big Joel Silver fan. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, this like this this whole thing, though, like, the Die Hard franchise should have been John McTiernan's because he did the first movie, he, and he did the third movie. He was supposed to do the second one, but then he did, um, he was in the middle of doing uh, uh, The Hunt for Red October. So. Not an excuse. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Hunt for Red October is a better movie, but. Um, I do wish that he didn't do that movie and did Die Hard 2 because it would have been way better. The, yeah, yeah, this should have been his whole franchise. He should have just owned this. Also, I feel like we would have actually destroyed the entirety of Dulles Airport if it would have been him directing it, which is what I was really looking for. <laughs> like, we blew up an entire new terminal, which was fun, which made me even happier because it would have fucked with the the, the powers that be here. Like, we just, we tried building it and then it blew up halfway through. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I want to cause absolute pain to the people that have been fucking up the place that I was actually born. They're working on the same highways. That that were happened. They were they were working on in 1989. For fuck's sake, <laughs> we need to give our tax money to something else. All right, should we get into it? Yes. No. With that. No. no. That, God damn it! I'm not fucking done yet, Max. You're gonna listen to me talk about my wasted tax revenue that's been blown up and down the fucking Maryland, D.C., fucking Virginia. Okay, so go let's get into now. the movie. Fuck off. So right away. You get that movie title, Wham Bam, Die Hard 2. <laughs> then we cut to John McClane failing to get out of a parking ticket written by Vito, the fat and ugly airport meter maid. Right. Uh, sorry, go. John, go no, ahead. No, go, 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 really. I was going to say the, um, the really like the thing that kind of kicks you off knowing that this movie is a fantastical wonderland of just horseshit, but still really great and fun is that the first cop he meets in Washington, DC is for some reason from Staten Island. Um, (laughs) Unexplained just, and then, well, you know, you'll find out later. The chief is also his his brother from Staten Island. No, his brother's from Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up. Either way. Hey, this is my brother Vito. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, what? (laughs) Not, not from the area. (laughs) So uh, that's when you that's when you really realize that maybe you don't take this movie too seriously and just enjoy the ride. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that probably like in you know fifteen islands full of coconuts were shaved for all of the snow in this movie, which oh is God. just also fantastic. I've never seen a snowflake that's three inches long before, but this movie will show you one. They were 
snowmobiling in Washington, <laughs> D.C. I'm pretty sure that they haven't had three. John, was the last time like Washington, D.C. had like a six inch snowfall? It was in like 1996. There was a huge fucking blizzard. Like that's it. Right. Like other than yeah. that, it just gets really cold. Right. So they had a it bunch of It never snows there. No, it really doesn't. So they didn't film any of this in DC. Like they filmed most of the airport, like some of the airport shots were LA and then the other parts were um, in Denver because they were just expecting it to snow in Denver and it didn't. So they had to bring in like truckloads from Canada and then it, it like got way snow too that cold. It's not in Denver either. <laughs> it, snows, it snows a lot in the mountains. It yeah. Snow, like that much in Denver. No, it's basically in a rain shadow at that point. There's no water right. left to dump on anything. That's why there's weed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I mean, the movie though, I mean, we're like 75 seconds in and we're already just getting like bombarded with exposition by McLean because <laughs> he's going like, hey, hey, you, you can't tow my car. My mo- That's my mother-in-law's car. I'm uh, I'm just waiting to pick up my wife. I used to be a cop in New York, but now I'm a cop in LA because my, my wife moved to LA and I moved with her, but I don't really like it that much. It's like, Jesus Christ. He's already yeah. a fucking toddler. Mom, mom, guess what? Mom, mom, mom. Guess what happened? Guess what yeah. I did? Guess what I've been doing? Let's just go ahead and just throw everything in that's happened for the past five years. Like Great. This movie's been on for one minute. It's like, oh boy. Oh, Jesus. And they never explain how he, well, spoiler alert, they don't really explain how he makes it back to the NYPD. Yeah, I think no. they just get separated or something. I don't fucking know. Just yeah, like, well, he, I mean, you know. Well, that's the thing, too. It doesn't matter where he where he's being a, a police officer because they're in a neutral site. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're in New York or, or LA. Like you guys are in fucking DC. Who gives a shit where you're from? Spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure people in DC hate both those cities. <laughs> Just like the cop. Yeah. I went to LA once. Hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Um, DC hates just about everybody else, but I I would love to see like the true detective with Bruce Willis as McLean, like running around in like rural Louisiana. <laughs> Imagine this fucking guy. Hey, what do you got cut coast over there? Come on, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> Where's all your traffic lights? You get it? Because I'm not from here. It's different. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also so going back to the snow too. So it, I mean, it's snowing like crazy. And then the next shot when McLean's walking into the airport, if you look closely behind him, it's just like L.A. jungle green <laughs> behind him. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Then he cut to the main villain, ex-Special Forces Colonel William Stewart, doing what I pictured Tim doing all last week in his hotel room, which is just naked martial arts exercising. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was like um, Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now, for sure. <laughs> Except when he's doing the Tai Chi, it's just one of them. It's just like, it's the, the Outback cheese fries. And then the other one's just like a two liter <laughs> cola. Just... <laughs> <laughs> wrapping his arms around i want to know how many babies that this character strangled you know like i mean in boot camp not even like in the field in boot camp like they brought in babies to be strangled whoever he volunteered to be with because this motherfucker just needs like okay captain america needs to take a drink and chill the fuck out (laughs) like if you are naked like just thrusting your fists into the air and just like pulsing all of your veins out of every inch of your body naked once again in a hotel room in Dulles airport. Eh, I don't know what you're doing. Oh dude, that scene is ridiculous. I mean, it's one like, it's one thing if you want to establish this guy as like some martial arts expert or like some sort of badass. Why is he naked? 
That was the director's like, point. He wanted to do it naked for some stupid reason. And what, I mean, did you just see Terminator Two or something. Like I don't fucking get it. Like the, and the dude had a great body. Like I get that, but like I mean, his face just screams like war crime, and then all of those muscles just scream like I'm coming for you, bitch. Like that's all <laughs> that is. Like no one has ever had a good interaction with this guy, ever. Listen, John, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I had a great body. I'd lick it up and down. <laughs> right. <laughs> We don't need the naked scene, though. That's we, all I'm we really don't. I think that it's gratuitous sexual content that I think that yeah. America's youth is probably actually destroyed us before we even were cognizant of what was going on around us when our fathers were watching this this movie with us. Listen, I saw this movie and I had to call my conversion counselor. <laughs> okay, shit. So I'm just, you know, it's just not it's not a good thing for the youth to be looking at. No, Tim, we've told you, if you're going to watch Die Hard 2, you need to fast forward to the first five minutes, okay? <laughs> you, can't rewind the fir- you can't rewind the first five minutes for 15 times. <laughs> so we also get the classic 80s motif of the news explaining who the bad guys are in this movie. So we learned mm-hmm. that a uh, former dictator and drug lord of Val Verde, General Ramon Esperanza, is going to be getting transported to Dulles Airport that night to stand trial. Oh, you mean the uh, the most interesting man in the world? So that guy is actually the original Django. He's a uh, Italian actor. He's the oh, one really? that when Jamie Foxx says the D silent and the guy goes, "I know." That's him. Ah, uh, spaghetti western yeah. star. Huh. Yep. Got a bunch of fake shit. We got an Italian playing a uh, a Latin American dictator in a fake country that doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. Valverde literally fucking, like, sounds like a cheese dip. Valverde <laughs> is, is written by um, Stephen D'Souza. Like, he created Valverde just as, like, to avoid any kind of, like, diplomatic issues. And that's where um, Arnold Smart. Schwarzenegger goes in Commando. He goes to Valverde. Really? D'Souza wrote that movie, too. Hilarious. This is actually, this is our fourth D'Souza movie we've done. Because we did Die Hard 1, Commando, this movie, and then The Running Man. I like this guy has a lot of balls to think that there's going to be diplomatic issues because of Die Hard Two. Like they aren't just immediately going to look at it and be like, well, "This is terrible." I mean, it's pretty much Noriega. I think that's kind of who they're they're playing. It's you know, it's that's it's right outside of the Reagan era still. You know, right? I really wish that we could have seen a scene with like you know special forces just blasting fucking you know hard rock American just like butt rock to this motherfucker to drive him crazy. Come out of the plane. <laughs> No. All right, we're going to give you the fucking Panama. No. (laughs) I need music from my native land. Italy? Yeah. What? (laughs) All right, let's play some. There's a moon in the sky. It's a big I was getting ready to say, all right, put some Dean on. (laughs) Okay, I'll come on. Us Americans just don't know any better. But also, who the, like, back to the plot, who the fuck would act like, extradite a war criminal on Christmas Eve at a public airport. <laughs> well, first of all, you wouldn't extradite a war criminal to the United States anyways. No. You would go to, like, the Hague. Go to Guantanamo. Yeah, yeah. Guantanamo, exactly. Yeah, somewhere you know, you else. Got a permanent black site that no other country has access to. Uh-huh. Yeah. You definitely wouldn't let his countrymen do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, the, the only, the only people... He has one soldier from Valverde... On the plane, guarding him, and he has two pilots from Valverde. It's like, oh, this guy's so important, you literally got a three-man crew. <laughs> One of them's like a 16-year-old boy. You're yeah. a very good soldier. He's just nodding his head. It's like, yes. Also, like, if you really wanted this guy, would you put him on a prop plane? Like, put him on a jet <laughs> yeah. aircraft for fuck's sake? Come on. Yeah. Agreed. 
All right. Well, then you get some several outdated things in a row with Holly calling McLean's beeper from her air phone. So then he has to steal a pay phone to call her back. And then we have this old lady sitting next to Holly who's openly carrying like the same bulky, high-powered taser that Catwoman used in um, Batman Returns. Oh, my God. So good. I, I really love how in movies, excuse me, in movies, how they depict these as not making a lot of noise. Um, I have seen a taser come out at a hard a fucking black metal show, <clears throat> middle of a mosh pit, and everybody ran <laughs> for the corners. <laughs> Just because it turned on, that thing sounds like, I mean, a rapid fire 22 round going off. I mean, it's just... I mean, it goes. So, like, you aren't pulling out a taser, number one, on the airplane. I don't care if, T- if TSA exists or not yet. You're going to jail if you pull that out. I don't care if you're 95 years old and you got to see the invention of electricity. You aren't fucking bringing a taser onto a fucking airplane. Even back then, where you could walk onto an airplane with an unloaded gun, you're not bringing a taser. Talk about throwing gasoline on a bonfire. Just bringing a taser out to a mosh pit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, nobody got hit, but it was just like the guy was like, you want to see this? And I was like, yeah. And he was watching. <laughs> He's like, tasing everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just people just ran. All he did, he was like, all I have to do is turn it on. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I mean, like the hardest motherfuckers, they were dudes like covered in blood already that were running from the fucking corners. Like it was... <laughs> Yeah, that was at the uh, the Muse. Yeah, the Muse. It was uh, a venue in Nashville. It's now mm. a Pizza Hut. <laughs> oh God! Right by the Hustler. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone crashed into the Hustler last year. It was hilarious. There was just like sex doll mannequins all <laughs> outside in the middle of the street. Hell yeah! Oh my God! You guys gotta watch this little like documentary on Netflix. Uh, I think it's like a BuzzFeed show. It's on Netflix, but it's all about. Um, Sex robots. Boy. And, dude. Is that what you watched in the hotel? No, no. Seems like an AK if it's a robot. (laughs) No, you guys got to watch it. The people on there are, I can't even explain them to you. They are priceless. They're priceless. Those are the kind of people I don't need to know that exist. No, you don't need to know that they exist, but now that I know that they exist, everyone has to know. It, it is. <laughs> if you want to talk about it is special. If you want to talk about fuck toys, how about the uh that magazine that the old lady was reading Tenny on the airplane? Mm. Oh boy. Max. Riggs and Murta. Full spread. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Dude. That that I can tell you what, that magazine would not have been legible if I was on that plane. It would've, those pages would have been stuck together. <laughs> So, do we have any backstory on the magazine? It's just uh, Joel Silver produced that one too. That's why. Oh, okay. It's okay. it's a yeah. That's that's really the only reason. All right. So then the bad guys kill this church worker, so they can use it as their base for what's to come. The old guy kind of feels like a piece of me's dying with this church. Yeah, you're right about that. Blam. Quickly though, before maybe I might be jumping the gun here, but we do find out. That that reporter, the shithead reporter from the last movie, is on the plane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That we do. That we do. And he gets his uh, his just due later on, which I was so happy. Which was to not say. due. He did not deserve any of that. He deserved all of it. He's a fucking just doing his neck. job. No, fuck that guy. He <laughs> sucks in Ghostbusters. He sucks in Die Hard. Fuck off. Yeah, he Suck does play a, dick a really die. good eighties like cocksucker. Yeah. So if you and watch, like not the good kind, if, <laughs> right, Tim? So if if you watch yeah. uh, the movies that made <laughs> us, they have a Die Hard special, and he's on it, and he's just like, 
I'm your go-to, but like punchable face. <laughs> it's like, yep. It's like he, he's fully just like leans into it. He's like, yep, I look like an asshole. I mean, his nose looks like it would break so magically. Yeah. If you hit it, you know, like it would shatter just right. Like when you, when you, when you crunch down on some ice just to break the ice when you were a kid, you know, that kind of satisfying, like, fuck yeah, that's exactly what this would be. It'd be like smashing a China cup. (laughs) All right. So then McLean, he's waiting on Holly's plane to land and he's drinking several unfinished glasses of whiskey with a cigarette. When he notices that a few of the bad guys nearby look like bad guys. So he goes to the cops at the bar, but it's old fat Vito. So once again, McLean has to be the reluctant hero and falls him into the baggage handling area where they immediately open fire on him. Does, does anybody know that there was a gunfight in Dulles? Nah. Nope. Nah. I would imagine that's just what happens on a daily basis. You know, considering I've probably had luggage that's come through with a bullet hole or two in it. Yeah, they don't care much back there. It's quite, it's. <laughs> It's a need-to-know basis. That would be hilarious. That, that would be such a good little, like, funnier-die video. <laughs> it's just people getting their Christmas luggage back, and there's just, like, blood and bullet holes all through them from McLean killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my what God. The fuck? <laughs> Not again. I didn't really remember a whole lot of this movie, but one part that I did remember is that guy just getting, like, his face flattened on that conveyor belt. Yeah. In that <laughs> scene. Great. That is, like, yeah. a just... Although I thought that they actually showed it when I was a kid. Like, I thought they showed more no. of his face getting squished. I mean, that uh, honestly, that's when you realize this is Die Hard. Oh, yeah. We're bet- right back into it. You might as well not even have turned off the first movie. <laughs> we're right back into it. It's great. Yeah. I mean, so we're, like, if we had a time count, we're probably, what, 10 minutes in and the first two bodies have already dropped? Yeah, he's already yep. killing people violently. Violently. Yeah, and, like, and not having he's already dead. And, like, in a very diehard fashion, and it's almost a diehard, unique, like, motif, but, like, he never has an easy time of it. No. Bruce Willis never just, or McClane never just gets to kill somebody outright, unless it's, like, a gunfight with, like, 15 people. Other than that, it's like, yeah, you're going to take a bunch of pot shots, you're going to miss every single shot, and then just have to beat someone to death. And then maybe shoot them at the end, just to make sure it's done. He's the Ric Flair of action heroes. <laughs> he sells getting hurt better than anybody. He makes the other people look better than they should. <laughs> so would you say that Bruce Willis is the reason that um, um, fancy fuck that gets killed later became Liquid Terminator? <laughs> Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see here. Also, do, do, do. oh yeah. Also, too, just so many ADR yelling by McLean in this movie. Like, there's a really yep. good one when he's like, he's just jumping around in the back, and him just going, <laughs> "There's so much ADR in this movie." Another reason why I love it. Ugh. Just one liner on top of one liner, and those fucking Jersey veins just popping out of that forehead and neck, man. It's great. It's part of it's part of the McLean face and the Bruce Willis face is all of the veins popping out of his body at once. And you know what the best part is? He doesn't need to be naked doing jujitsu in a fucking in a in a hotel room. No. 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 If you if you were to do a split screen on both of them before before this, that guy would have been doing naked jujitsu. John McLean would have been eating peanuts with a bottle <laughs> with a with a bottle of Jack Daniels in front of him. <laughs> And a hooker still asleep in the bed because she's too hungover yeah. to get up. Right, right. <laughs> Don't tell my wife about this. 
I'm trying your to sister, get... Johnny. God <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it. I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that you're not on her flight. <laughs> no, we're in the middle of Christmas dinner. Where, what day do you think this is? <laughs> so and then, of course, too, McLean, he's the smartest guy wherever he goes. So he chews the cops out for not sealing off the area and allowing uh, the media to come in. So then he goes to speak with uh, Captain Carmine Lorenzo, or no, uh, Carmine Lorenzo, played by Dennis Franz, who immediately chews him out in the most Dennis Franz way possible. Right. Love Dennis Franz in this. I love him. I, He's so hateable that he, I love him. This guy is the most... I, I, I'm just going to leave it to you two, because you're both from the Northeast. You've seen this this archetype before. I, I don't... I, I can't really I talk it. about it. I... Other than that, it drives me crazy. So this is the interesting thing, actually, is like the second he comes up, I just see you two fuckheads start smirking while like in my head. I'm just like, fuck this guy. No, fuck this guy. Absolutely fuck this guy in the ass with all of the sharp shit. I can't handle this fucking kind. Of, ah! Yeah, oh my yeah. God. That's the reason why it was so unbelievable that he was at Dulles. I was like, if this was JFK, if this was in New York City, totally believable, Dennis. New York. Yeah, Newark, anywhere. Fucking, I don't care. It could have been fucking TF Green from Providence. <laughs> Believable, <laughs> anywhere. Not at, not in fucking DC though. No. Like, at the end of the day, it's still people from Virginia who work there who are probably nice. Yep. <laughs> I love it though. If you're white, if you're white. <laughs> most of them are very, very nice. I will say that to the administration of Dulles is that most of them very, very nice people that just put up with a lot of shit and they have got a lot of accents to deal with because guess what? Everybody be coming through that fucking city. Holy shit. Speaking of accents, this Dennis Farine's chew out too. He's like, yeah, yeah, I heard about that whole Nakatomi amateur Boy Scout bullshit you did, but this is the big leagues, the airport. Yeah. Get the hell out of my office. Hey, hey, McLean, why don't you get the hell out of my office and grab me an Italian beef while you're at it, okay? Unless you want to see my naked ass. Yeah. You want to see my ass? No? And I got I got news for you. It's not as sculpted as the guy in the first scene. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I would pay money to see that ass. I want to oh, see what a true, like, New Jersey pancake John, looks like. That's, that's the joke. So NYPD Blue, they showed his naked ass all the time on that show. Wait, uh, back up all the time? Yes. On it. That was As like if you needed thing. to see it multiple Multi- times? Multiple times. And he said, so I was reading up on that today. So he said when he got that that um, that role, they gave him like a like a naked clause. And he's like, well, this is just wasted paper. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, was he wrong. <laughs> yeah, they showed him naked more than anybody else in that show. It was on I network bet TV. you that he drinks nothing in real life but Southern Comfort. <laughs> Dennis Franz? No, I think he drinks like Remy Martin. And cream. Yeah. <laughs> I did cream. Oh, God. I like it when it curdles. <laughs> I like to feel it going down my throat. Yeah, that's fucked up. I like to chew my drinks. It's good for my figure oh. and my fat ass. Oh, my God. That's when your drink becomes soup. <laughs> And then we all, speaking of fat cops, and then we get a cameo from America's favorite fat cop, Carl Winslow, who tells McLean that the guy he killed was declared dead by the Department of Defense two years prior. Uh-oh. They, they couldn't resist having Carl eating a donut. <laughs> they couldn't oh, resist. God, I know. 
and all the Twinkies. He's got what, like yeah. three dozen Twinkies on his desk yeah, still. He, he goes to open up the right. drawer to get a pen. It's just just completely infested with Twinkies. There's no room for <laughs> nothing else but Twinkies. I would be like honest. No, go, go, go. I was gonna say they set they're setting the scene here. He's like a fucking lieutenant or a captain now, and yet they still can't. They still can't uh, give him the break. Maybe <laughs> no. he like lost a few pounds. Nope. He's still a fat fuck. <laughs> he came on and I immediately out loud said, oh, I missed so him. I love him. I He's so great. And the thing now, is. Now. What is. Yeah, go ahead. Go, no, 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 just go, just go. Let's just say, the thing that's just so interesting too is that they have such good chemistry for never being in the same room together. Yeah. And I think it's right. just all him. Like he's just so good. Oh, yeah. So likable. He's so affable. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves him. So I mean, like that, re- the relationship did not develop between John and the other black sidekick in this movie, <laughs> the chief engineer of the airport. Like, oh, yeah. They, Barnes. They, they had like one scene together. I was like, <laughs> I like how they literally took the recipe from yeah. Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon 1 and just applied it. In, they're like, move that. To Dallas. Die Hard 1. <laughs> to to <Yeah>. Washington, D.C. <laughs> They're like, okay, what do we got? John McClane, he's fucking up. His wife's unhappy with him. Check. Black sidekick. Check. <laughs> you know, the same writer, that's why. This is like just yeah. back in the day when like they didn't know how to make sequels. They're like, I don't know. What, what, do, people, what do people like? Explosions? People getting yeah. killed? Yeah, just do more right. of that. It's like, well, they also like, you know, crafty, witty um, villains. You know, you you don't have any of those in this movie, though. <laughs> that's who that's all no. look good. Na- well, I, I was going to say they all look good naked, except I don't think that what's his face, rest in peace, would look good naked. Uh, Snape. Snape. Yeah, that would be like name? a. I don't know. It would be looking oh. like a. It would be like looking at a wet danger noodle. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be into it. But I was interested how in this one the the sidekick doesn't swear once from what I recall. Whereas you even have um, our buddy from the first movie, the cop, the black cop, he's actually swearing and so on. Samuel L. Jackson, enough said. But this guy, like, super, he was like the Jordy, uh, like, from Star Trek of Dulles. I thought he sucked in this movie. I mean, I wasn't a fan either. Ugh. I mean, he was pretty, and that was great, and he was the smartest guy in the room in every scene, this- which was fantastic. But, yeah, there wasn't much there other than he could definitely take getting shot at pretty well. Yeah, and then also no man can resist McLean. He gets hit on the second he hangs up the phone, too. You know, that's that's a Bruce Willis note. Yeah, make her, make her want to have sex with me. Yeah. Women love married bald men in sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay, we'll God. put that in the script, John. What? <laughs> no, I said make her want to have sex with me, like in real life. <laughs> Cast her right, Joel. Come on. Yeah. All right, then McLean somehow sneaks into the control center where he tells the air traffic director, played by Fred Thompson, that something bad is about to happen. And on cue, the runway lights shut off, and Colonel Stewart hacks into the system, demanding the control of Esperanza's plane, as well as a fueled 747 for his crew. And if they interfere, there'll be severe penalties. So, he's a military man. He should know that if you're going to lead off with like, hey, if you don't do blah, that X, Y, Z is going to happen. Um, he should have said, I will start dropping airplanes out of the sky. If he really was going full black ops. everyone, Because, of course, everyone in America is like, nah, you're not going to do that. Yeah. You want to know what? 
I gotta put this <laughs> I gotta put this on the people in the aircraft control tower. I'm kind of like, how did you guys not see this one coming? <laughs> like, okay, so he took control of like all the air traffic control systems, and you're at an airport, and he's got all the planes like fly, like that. You you didn't think this was a possibility? They're just like, I don't know what he's going to do. I'm a senator from Tennessee, but I'm somehow doing a movie. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. I, was, I would rather have a Dulles traffic director over Marsha Blackburn, though. I would have a dead Fred Thompson over Marsha Blackburn as a senator right now. Yeah, the only thing that Marsha has going for her is rural broadband connectivity, and that only gets you so far. Um, I Now... I have to say that the the head honcho that we get to see here, like actually take this call, he's cool as a motherfucking cucumber the entire time. Honestly, That's the Tennessee must, senator, John. He's an actual Tennessee he was senator, Fred Thompson. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. really? Yes, that was yep. Fred Thompson. Yeah, I had no idea. He's a good man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then, Michelle- I want that dick in my state house. <laughs> he's dead now. But anyway, fuck. Yeah. So McLean then sneaks out of the elevator. This he gets kicked out, and they somehow gets to the basement where you get the trailer scene of him loudly saying to himself, "How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice?" <laughs> but then we meet the the greatest character in this entire movie. Woo, Marvin What's the moron janitor. I love oh Marvin. God. Spoiler alert: he's my oh favorite my character. I love Marvin. That's a video game character. That's like the guy you keep coming back with to get quests from. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what this is. Like, you just keeps running back, like, okay, where can I go to get here, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, hold on, let me go and get my old things. He's coins in the hills. And I love how he tried getting the drop on John McClane earlier, because he's like, motherfucker, I thought you were trying to steal my records. Like, I'm like, all right, I get that. (laughs) Also, like, living in the basement of Dulles Airport, like, in a cloud of steam, and, like, clearly you live there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You don't have records in a place that you don't live. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's a great point. A that's place. a great fucking point. Much less a vinyl player in a full... Yeah, no. This guy's paying his own power bills out of Dulles Airport. Like, <laughs> it's a registered apartment. <laughs> I like how he's like, I'm the janitor, which explains a lot about Dulles, John. <laughs> they only have one janitor. <laughs> that lives I mean, underground. Yeah. If you want to miss a connection, I mean, besides Chicago O'Hare, Dulles will get you there. Mm. Um, they will fuck you up every single time. So I can't just walk from this terminal to the next one. No, you have to jump onto this crazy, um, you know, hamster powered yeah, Star, you know, Star Wars, Wars, Wars crawler. Yeah. Yep. That just goes across the, it probably makes about two and a half miles an hour, you know, Dude, at its top speed. That is actually what you mentioning that though. You said it earlier too. That is the biggest thing this movie's missing is those trucks. They should have used those. Yeah. Some, that would have been fucking awesome if McClane got into one of those. Those things are like 45 feet tall and just started dude, just like crushing people. They're badass, oh, dude. They're basically awesome. like retooled like earth earth movers. Like the shit that I've seen yeah. some of my members be you know, using in trucking. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like that's taking over Pandora. Like, <laughs> Yeah, also. So, you know, McClane, he was in a screaming match with uh, Dennis Franz and somehow he overheard Barnes talking about how they can... Uh, you know, they could possibly communicate to the other planes if they can get to the new terminal transmitters. So you got uh McLean getting those directions juxtaposed with uh Barnes getting an escort uh by the airport SWAT team at the same time. But it's a trap. 
<laughs> and all these late night Christmas Eve airport painters, including Robert Patrick from Terminator 2, surprisingly turn out to be the bad guys who ambush and kill the whole SWAT team. What was the line from Robert Patrick? Oh, my God. What uh, do I look like? A sitting a duck. A sitting duck. I loved it. Oh, yeah, that was God. good. That was I rewinded good. and masturbated. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great when he's about to kill somebody. I got to say. He's got such a great bad guy face. Oh, my God. I never understood him hunting aliens, you know, to, to help humanity. He's just not a good, good guy at all. He's a great boss, I guess. He's a good bad guy. He's just always going to be Terminator 2. Every time I see him is in Terminator 2, yes, and I just imagine him going like straight uh, Vlad the Impaler, like through the anus and through the mouth, and that is <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, it, it was such a good one-liner, and I'm happy he was in this movie, but I'm also a little bit like... Get out of this movie. You're terminated too. Yeah. <laughs> next don't year. You, you doesn't next he year deserve bigger? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it was next year. This, this was is 1990. Year. Yeah. Got it. So would you say that, so how do you go from being like the dude who just like drops a shitty one-liner, excuse me, it's an amazing one-liner, Tim. Sorry. Thank Forgive you. me. <laughs> um, to, and then immediately getting killed th- three minutes later, spoiler alert, no one's going to be upset about that one, to being the, the, new Terminator to this day that has still impacted the franchise. It's one of the best movies of all time. Oh, hands down. It's better than the first one. Um, I, I think you, I mean, if it's the Hollywood way, you, you suck your dick to the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he's got the lips for it. Yep. As That's in the no lips? <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. So they have, they have to be thin. So that okay, way you get okay, proper okay, suction. John, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't challenge me. I'll that's take my it fault. There. I, okay. took, I, took, I took us in that direction. So there's another guy that's on the part of that villain crew who, who had like ended up having a breakout. It's uh, John Ligazamo. I can't say his name. Ligazamo? Is that how you say it? Leguizamo. Yeah, he's in this movie. They voiced over his actual voice because they said it was too high-pitched. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the giant dude who's like the Ukrainian guy? No, no. Um, I, I can't. I mean, he he was uh, Luigi in the Mar- Super Mario movie. I oh, mean, I haven't seen that in years. He I was don't a big know. fat clown in Spawn. Uh, you you know his face. He's been in a bunch of shit. The clown in Spawn wasn't he like three feet tall? Yeah, I mean, he's wearing a bunch of makeup in that. We'll move on. Anyway, let's get back into the T one thousand. About the Wait, no, no, hold on. I want to get God back to the it. dick sucking lips. Hold no, on. No, we're good. We're good with that. It's okay. <laughs> T2 is about to kill Barnes, but then McLean pops out of the air duct and kills all the bad guys, which is, of course, tradition. And once again, has a very hard time of doing it, but he does <gasps> it. I know. <laughs> lots of that. Yeah. And lots of rolls. Rolling and Like shooting. rolls. So yeah. Dumb. Like that you only see in like Boy Scout camps. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. And he just keeps going. Yeah, oh, damn, Bruce it, he is has, literally on fire. Look at him roll. Uh, oh my god, the hardest time, the hardest time. And he probably puts what 150 rounds downrange and <laughs> yeah, doesn't make like any of them. He jumps out of this air duct, which is like a good 40 feet high, and he lands on his feet. And then he pushes one of the dudes off the ladder, and they die. It's like yeah. the guy that was in the ladder was shooting up to him originally. It, it also, yeah, he was shooting at him with a fully automatic submachine gun, an MP5, and it still took Bruce a, a solid 35 seconds to push this thing over while he was getting shot at by the same guy. It's like, um, 
Which you kind of you got to kind of push it over on the first try, Bruce. Come on. He's almost like Homer Simpson. He just like <laughs> yes. has the same. He has like the same like you know. Oh! And then like any you know, it's like a cartoon. He just like falls out of a fucking air. I had the same impression, Max. I'm just like that. That was like sixty feet in the air. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. Also, notice that like the camera shot made sure that you knew that his feet connected with the ground and he landed well. It was like a Superman shot where like the whole ground cracks when he lands. Yeah, on his it's, like, feet. it's like you would break his ankles and his feet if he landed like yeah. that. <laughs> this motherfucker oh! is an alcoholic and has a fucking calcium deficiency. He's <laughs> snapping his ankles. <laughs> so stupid. And then after all this happens, the second terminal just blows up. So it's all for nothing. Of course. Yep. And then you have the sidekick over there like, motherfucker, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how we're going to fucking fix this. And the whole thing, of course, he's got ideas. It's fine. Yes, of course. The second transmitter. It's like, God damn it, dude. Like, get a different delivery. Like, it's like you're, yeah. you're doing yeah. worse than me reading. <laughs> well, it's okay, Max, because we all know that you're not literate, so we we understand. Yeah, I'm just watching the movie. No, I'm you're literally good. doing this off of, like, the English tablature of the language. Yeah, I yeah. get it. It's okay. Well, thing that the listeners can't see is that my eyes are rolled behind my head as I'm, as I'm doing this. <laughs> I was, it was honestly like a scene where he was sitting there, like, they zoomed in on him, and he's, like, thinking deeply, and he's like, one, two the second transmitter we got two of them <laughs> it was like this revelation <laughs> I, literally yeah. had to look, I had to look up to see where he was from because i just assumed that he wasn't from this country for the way he spoke it was so fucking weird yeah where's like, no, he from, from in the states he's from la yeah that makes sense everyone tries to say that there's a california accent guess what there's not of course <laughs> all right then he cut to the bad guy makeshift control center where Colonel Stewart is told that his five-men uh, ambush team was killed, so he retaliates by crashing a British commercial plane, killing all 230 people on it. If we yeah. didn't have so many listeners, I would say that it would make sense if you're really going to narrow it down, but, um, hmm. Oh, that was the, they intentionally picked the British airline for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we weren't at, well, I guess we weren't at war with anybody at the time. You know, I we did get to lose what's his face out of Star Trek. I know, yeah, with the, the curly that, hair. He's in Con Air. He's the one who has ass kicker for his license plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> under siege. I'm sorry, but I don't know why. But I I do every time I see him, I do think of Tim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that <laughs> just a little bit. But you know, I say that with with the utmost just respect and you know endearment it's it's definitely a term of endearment um and i say that because you don't have curly hair so therefore you're gonna go to heaven one day listen i i can just say for a fact that him and i come from the same line of people who don't have strong chins (laughs) and are doughy and yeah i mean we were relegated to a small portion of ireland so fucking jesters if you were to guess his weight how many royale with cheeses do you think that would be royale with cheese (laughs) i I would give him sir please come back later amount 
of Royale. <laughs> Fair enough. Jeez. Fair enough. I my favorite thing about this scene though is like the British steward is just like, "We'll just like royal rail, man. We get you there, even though it's late." And the, the woman was like, "Oh God, I know what that means. We're all gonna die." <laughs> yeah, and then they they just zoom in on a little girl with a teddy bear so they can just pay that back later with it on fire. It's like, God damn right. it. Oh my god! I missed the teddy bear on fire. Of course, like there's there's a, a joke in the wire, the TV show, the wire about that. Like I swear to Christ, if our fucking photographer sends back one more burnt baby doll, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. Like of course they had to show it. Of course, so petty. But the, the nice little addition too to uh, the, you know Tim being the pilot is like right before they die, you just hear him go, "Ah, oh, we're all gonna die." <laughs> Uh, if you had a hot mic into the cabin (laughs) Uh. alright and then we meet Major Grant aka the black guy who wasn't in the year without a Santa Claus yeah guess what spoiler alert he's a fucking turncoat Mm -hmm. yeah he was with the British his ancestors fought with the British in the Redcoats (laughs) We're getting, we're getting on slippery ground here. <laughs> yeah, let's take all that out. Okay. No, no, you don't have to take. No, that's no. Fine. I think we. I, was, I think we. Because my mind immediately went to some place that it shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Your ancestors actually kicked the British out. You're allowed to say whatever you want. I'm, I don't know about that. I've never actually figured out if uh, they were loyalists or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> well. Just say they are, and we're moving on. Yeah, <laughs> I have no go. idea. I have no idea if they're on the good side or the bad side. <laughs> they didn't realize they were too drunk to realize that the Boston Tea Party was actually that, anti-crown. But we're okay with that. That's definitely more probable. Yeah. They were definitely just too drunk to care. <laughs> the, the Tim's family heirloom to- is just a. Uh, it's just like a quilted, like it's just like a stitch quilt that just says "Death at Washington" on it. Like, oh. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, do you mean we get to get shit-faced and dressed up as the natives? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we can blame it on them. High five. Most Boston thing ever. Yeah, let's oh just go God. cause a bunch of damage, get shit-faced, and then blame some other people on it. There's a diary from one of, from one of my ancestors from like 1779. It's just said revolution. The title of one of the entries was Revolutionary What? <laughs> <laughs> That's who he is. Thornburg, the oh. sleazy reporter from the first movie, who's conveniently on the same plane as Holly. He uh, intercepts a distress calls from Barnes and he writes it all down. Mm. Of course he does. He's a fucking weasel. He's he's the reason that, that America didn't trust its own election this year. Uh, I blame him explicitly. Oh, man, he would be all over that. Thornburg oh would be God, all over dude. it. Oh, dude, he'd be on Fox News for sure. My exclusive with oh. Rudy Giuliani from the ICU. Yeah, I know, right? Rudy, is that, uh, are you bleeding from your head or is that just hair dye? You're turning a redhead. Okay, got it. All right. Moving on. That's sweat. You mm. you sweat blood. That's correct. Mm. That's correct, Dick. I mean, God. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's got a 50-yard restraining order on Holly, too. I would say good reason, because Holly is a fucking bully in this movie. I don't know what you guys are saying. I think she's she's a fucking dick. And Thornburg what isn't do you doing mean? anything wrong in this. No, this guy not only came after her man, but after her man basically came out of a burning building, had to come up. No, she punched him in the face. Yeah, there you go. Should. That's it. Now you're even. He's a, he's a fucking tabloid. But then he keeps, he was harassing her. 
And he was violating the whole restraining order that she had to probably pay legal fees for on an airplane where it doesn't matter anyway because you aren't you're on federal property at that point. And guess what? Don't matter. Mm. I think Holly, I think Holly uh, needs a little bit of violence to get her re- engine revved up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get a female erection. Is that what you're gonna say, Tim? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think when John McClane was on the uh, the payphone earlier and was like, how about we get a hotel room and get some uh, get some <laughs> champagne? She was like, listen, I'm going to need to c- perpetrate an act of violence or else. i got to punch somebody. Dry, yeah. yeah it dries a bone down hey, there. Oh, lady, give me that taser. Fight me for yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, shit, she's nice to everybody else and she's a very charming personality. I mean, um, spoiler alert, my favorite character in this entire movie is the stewardess who keeps just feeding her booze to make her <laughs> even more violent as time goes on. <laughs> Um, and so that really sets everything up just right. Like, oh yeah, you see that dickhead over there, you know, in the corner? Yeah, I've got a restraining order on him. Why? Punch no, him it's the, the other way around. He has a restraining order on he has her. a restraining order on her because she but assaulted like, him. But like how big dick swinging is that? Like in the nineties, where like you're a lady and like, oh, he's got a restraining yeah. order on me. She's like you are executive. officially like you are an alpha predator, and that is badass. And I'm down with that. I'm yeah. down with the lady taking her lady cock and rubbing it all over <laughs> up some shit. I'm down. I'm down with that. <laughs> it's got a lot of history to make up for. Anyways. Uh, I think at the end of the day though, it's just their banter is just kind of lazy too. You can tell that they weren't really yeah. paying too much attention to it. It's, they just kept on cutting back to them. It's like, Dick, that's your name, right? Dick. It's like, yeah, Holly. That's what he goes <laughs> well, that's by. That's the reason why Holly isn't in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> the writers were like, we're done with Holly. Yeah. She kind of had ya. some nice cleavage in, in movie one. <laughs> we're done with her now. Holly's a babe. But like, but oh, it's yeah. amazing though, because like just the fact that she's saying they're like, oh yeah, your name is Dick, isn't it? Like it, it's, it got under all of our skin, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, effective. I guess, I guess that is very effective. effective. Very effective. Is there anything else I can get you? Some new cologne? Anything else? A breath mint? It's like, fuck you, Holly. No, I'm like down straight. Like, you're going to get a fucking, seriously, you're going to put a, a restraining order on my ass because someone punched you in the face and it was of the opposite sex? Like, nah, fuck that. Nah, she, no, she pussy wins. move is a restraining order. That's, that's, that, exactly. that's, that's the pussy move. Because like you're threatened, you're threatened by someone who just decided to take their anger out on you one time yeah. and didn't beat you within an inch of your life. Because that's what would have happened if Bruce would have done it. Bruce would have fucking just like ripped his tongue out of his face. <laughs> she did him a favor and she gets a restraining order out of that. But thank God she gets all that champagne. All right. And then after this, we got uh, Esperanza killing everyone on his plane and then crash landing it at Dulles. I take it that wasn't part of the plan. So, like, I don't understand why he did it. I think it was part of the plan because he was looking at his watch. Oh. Like, they're all looking at their watches and then they just abandoned mm. that completely. <laughs> like, halfway yeah. through the movie. Which was, like, they were supposed to do the watch thing in the first movie, too. And mm. then they just abandoned that the first mm. time around. They just well, show him killing a guard. They don't show any reason how or, like, you know, they don't show how he killed the guard. It's just, like, midway through to strangle Right. Yeah, it just it happens real fast, and and I love that the the call that comes through though to the uh, you know the black ops military you know gone rogue thing where it's like oh shit I gotta land right here I have to land right here if I don't land right here we're all gonna die I gotta go here like I just love that phone call like fuck 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 <laughs> my friend yeah my, my friend I would, I would like and some course. assistance my friend <laughs> <laughs> and here comes the U S military to bury you up 
just bail you out, dickhead. Great. All right. <laughs> so this is something I want to know too, Tim. You might know this. So he shoots a hole through the windshield while he kills the pilots. When like mm. the whole cabin glass just like freeze over from the inside. If you're like flying during a blizzard over the ocean, I think it all. I think it all depends on how high you are. Yeah, it's all altitude. If you're like, uh, if you're pretty close to the ground, you wouldn't be. But yeah, if he's like up up there, like 20,000 feet, yeah, the whole thing would be frozen. You'd be thought. fucking, his nips would fall off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, well, that, I mean, the, the pressure differential would have sucked him out of the window like Goldfinger. Um, it yeah. would have been a little more dramatic than that. But yeah, I think they were pretty close to the ground. And at that point, yeah, like it would be cold, but not like, yeah. Yeah. You know. mm. As as Tim said, his nipples wouldn't fall off. <laughs> All right, moving on. So at the same time, we got McLean, who somehow was able to run several miles through this underground tunnel system in a solid five minutes. He punches Esperanza in the face the moment he walks out of the plane. But then the <laughs> bad guys show up and they start firing, eventually trapping McLean in the cockpit where they toss several dozen grenades at him. And it looks like this is going to be the end of John McLean. But then he hits the ejection seat on on the uh the fuck hold on. But then he hits the ejection seat and narrowly escapes his bad CGI explosion. I have so many problems with this. First all of all, it. these grenades take so long to explode. These were the special training grenades that apparently yeah. have been lifted from like Fort Hood or something, where it's like, oh yeah, they're five minute fuses, and they all explode at the same time. Yes. Like I don't get that. <laughs> They're all they're all like the pins are removed and all thrown in at like very different times. And McLean has a good like twenty five seconds to get into that that uh, that seat and eject out. It's like isn't it like a three second rule for for grenades? He, he has like twenty five seconds to think of a plan. Then he has like two minutes to like execute. Think, it. John. Think. What do I well, do? Like that and like honestly, like grenades are heavy as fuck too. And you got all these military guys like throwing it like a baseball. Like you got to <laughs> lob them in there. These things weigh something. But yeah, five-minute timers, you know, baseball pitch in. Also, why did they have to waste, you know, 350 rounds of, you know, fucking ammunition into this cockpit if they were going to throw all seven grenades that they had on their person into there? Why do you even need seven? Why two? Why it's diehard, that's why. <laughs> Woo, America! They should have been shooting at the grenades as they were throwing them to see if they would but blow they, up. Yeah, I mean, if we're really going to do it, it'd be yeah. video game style. Stop thinking real life. Start thinking PlayStation, motherfucker. I mean, it, it's bad, but it, like Bruce Willis, like I do, I did laugh out loud though. Like his reaction when he's like in midair and that's shitty CGI, and he just goes like, "Yeah, oh shit!" <laughs> just goes I love it. That is a laugh out loud moment. More Bruce faces, more Bruce sounds. It's great. <laughs> that that's what we were all watching this for. Yep. And then McLean finds a safe house and he stabs a bad guy through the eye with an icicle. That was intense. <laughs> oh, so funny. Only in Die Hard do you get a, an icicle stab. Ugh. He needed a pun for that, though. That's, yeah, that's the that's only like, problem. Yeah, that's been the iced. It's the one time you you were set up for a pun. I know. Hey, chill out. <laughs> chill. Just anything that aren't worth yeah, chill. Robin. Chill out. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Do you guys mind if I take a piss real quick? Go for it. Nope. We'll think of more ice All right. puns. Alright. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> um. Hmm. <laughs> that, that's it. Chill out. Ice to see you. 
Ice to see would be great because it wasn't the eye. So why didn't they just bring in Ice T to just be like, man, that shit's cold. That's cold. That's oh. cold. Don't. Dude, you can't tease me like that. Ice <laughs> T in a Die Hard movie, you can't tease me. Like Special Dude, forces could, with his ponytail and yeah. all black. He would have looked so it cool. It could have been. He could have been like the engineer, you know, for like the entire thing. So you tell me that we're gonna throw all these grenades and they're just gonna blow up at the same time. <laughs> Ice Ice T would have been believable as the engineer because he just would have been like, hmm, radios. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> they would have been so, like, what? <laughs> radios? Funny you enough. With planes with them? <laughs> all right, let's get back into it. So then the special forces team, they get into a gunfight with the bad guys, but it's a double cross and they're in it with the bad guys. Oh, shit. Burp, burp, burp. I saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> well, yeah, because I told everybody about it two weeks ago. <laughs> yep. You know, when we're... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I already threw it out there. Red tape, you know, blue tape. Like, yep. what the fuck? So I guess they actually use that in training, apparently. Do they? That's not like a huge yeah. mystery, evidently. Well, it yeah. didn't help the actor and the crow, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, too soon? Uh, yeah, then uh, Major Granny slits the throat of the new guy that we just met. Oh, fuck! We didn't even mention that guy before. <laughs> There's, there's like no re like you could have not brought that guy along. Nope. <laughs> you know they're just like, hey, bring that guy along so we can kill him. Why do we have to kill him? I don't know. Hey, radar. Let's do it. <laughs> the other guy got sick apparently. Dude, Captain America needed a fucking drink before he did this. Like that's why you don't go full vascularity in a, a hotel room alone at Dulles, <laughs> practicing jujitsu naked. Mm-hmm. And then we get that snowmobile chase where McLean jumps over an 18-wheeler. Then he jumps off mid-explosion. And then this is where we learn yeah. that the blue tape means blanks, red tape means it live ammo. Apparently uh, apparently we switched settings from Dulles to uh, fucking Manitoba Airport. <laughs> <laughs> to the ending of Die Hard 3 when they're in Canada. Right. It's also nice, too, that McLean demonstrates um, that the blue means blanks by firing a full clip at Lonzo in front of all of his men. As yeah. he fucking should. <laughs> Not one cop does anything. They take their guns out, but they're like, we'll wait until he kills Chief, and then maybe we'll do something. <laughs> they don't like him either. No. <laughs> they I mean, how him. would you? How could you? Like, yeah. God damn, you find more blanks than I do with my wife. <laughs> oh, that's just hey. a little below the belt. That's right. Um, all right. Meanwhile, Thornburg dials into uh, from the airphone. He reports on what's been happening while looking at himself in the mirror, causing a total shit show both at the airport and on the plane. And then Holly tasers him for no reason. <laughs> she deserves it. to. Yeah, she was doing what TSA would have done today. It it probably would have been better for that he was you know talking about. I mean, yeah, he's obviously arrogant and cocky, and he's saying, like, this brave one reporter is on the plane right now. And then he just goes, oh! And then he just, and then the interview's over. It's like everyone would have thought that the plane crashed. Yeah, exactly. So everyone would have, yeah, that would have been reported immediately, the plane crashed. But my favorite thing is that this old woman takes out the taser, like in the, you know, the scene way back at the beginning of the movie, and then you see that guy's face come on. And I was just like, that guy's getting tased. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to happen, but that guy's getting tased. It was Money so transparent. It was so, yeah, exactly. 
Oh, and he's an asshole. Oh, he's definitely getting tased again. Yeah, right. it's like he's been tased enough in Ghostbusters, the first movie. He's gonna get tased all over again in this one. Yeah, then we got right. a laugh out loud moment when McLean rides with Lonzo and his brother Vito, the meter maid, where Lonzo goes, "Let's kick some ass," and then he just immediately, just immediately rams his car into a taxi. <laughs> Yeah, and then he goes, "Get that thing out of here!" God damn it to hell! Move that fucking piece of shit, Vito! Get off your ass and gear and help me for Christ's sake! <laughs> so fucking funny. He's this guy exploding. was like police chief of some weird hovel town in North Jersey somewhere, and somehow he got this job. I feel like this is the term that the youths use. What is it? Um, you fail up. Into yeah. airport security. Little do we know that, uh, well, yeah, give just, it a couple years. He becomes a secretary of defense in a few years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then the bad guys, they're smoking cigars and drinking champagne about to take off when McLean, Tom cruises it, just jumps onto the plane from this news chopper, and he gets into a fist fight with Grant, who gets sucked into the turbine engine. Ah, oh, so good. All of it. Yeah. So good. First of all, that, that would have, like, totally doomed the plane like <laughs> geese geese take down planes <laughs> yeah. yeah fucking full grown human with being with a gun holding a bunch of weapons on them yeah, yeah. would definitely yeah. do that like Sean Connery takes down planes for fuck's sake as we've right. seen in Hollywood like yeah a full body like what come on they got us Sean I'm sorry <laughs> like a propeller can take it a jet engine not so much a little bit more intricate than that yeah, it's it's something else. Yeah. But then McLean, he has a final boss fight with Stewart, who uh, kicks him off, or who kicks him in the face, and then off the plane. But old McLean, savvy old McLean, he's able to uh, pull the fuel line right before he falls off. <laughs> because, of course. I love how McLean, I love when he sets the fire. That fire moves at like the fucking speed of light. <laughs> it moves so fast. It was just like, wow. Gain speed as it goes, too. Yeah, caught up with a plane. <laughs> I was like, I don't, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm sitting there like, I don't, I, the physics of this seems slightly dubious, but I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> Murphy's Law. If it can't happen, it will. It's fine. So I guess the whole thing of like jet fuel is that it has a much lower flash point than gasoline, which means that like that would have been impossible. <laughs> Especially during a blizzard. Yeah. I've stopped trying to keep up with Hollywood and it's bullshit um, for quite a long time. I think that um, the day after tomorrow finally fucked me up where I just oh, realized gosh. that there are no scientists in Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the plane explodes. You get the, the trademark, Ipikaye motherfucker line. And then, you know, that miniature plane just blows to a million pieces. And then uh, Holly's plane, they're able to use a trail of fire to safely land while uh, traffic control celebrates as the movie closes the same way the first movie did with John and Holly kissing as the camera pulls out with the song Let It Snow. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert, everybody, um, they get divorced. <clears throat> yeah, McLean can fight off two terrorists in two years, but he can't keep his fucking marriage together for more than five. Nope. Nope. This ending was not good. good. He's yelling Holly like Rocky yelling Adrian. Like, it's just like, I, all right, dude, too many. Let's dude, just wrap to, it up here. Yeah, I, I, I don't even, well, they ended the first one right. The third one, I don't even think they ended well at all. third one was sloppy, too. Yeah, so I guess it's just the first one. It's kind of what it comes back to is like, honestly, 
this is a very controversial controversial opinion, but I don't think that there should be movie series. I think it should be one off, hands mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Would we miss out on a lot? Yes, we would. But overall quality of life, I think, would go straight up. We might Let's be able to this, fix Gian. Nick. Star Wars. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 3. Oh, God, yeah. Lethal okay. Weapon 4. <laughs> Good Guys, case closed. Even... They the, get better. The, the, the TV show. Mm. <laughs> and then episode 4, 5, and 6, or excuse me, episode 1 through 3. Now, those are prequels, and that's a technicality, and I get that, but it could have saved us a lot of trauma. Hold on. Jurassic We're talking Park about gray 3. areas right now. Well, we are. I agree with you. There should be less sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we can just like totally write off series though. Ah, so I said this. Know, I said this during the Die Hard with a Vengeance episode. Is that Die Hard with a Vengeance is a much better sequel to the original Die Hard than this one is. Like this one, correct. Like, really doesn't mean anything in the long term. Like it should have just been number one, number three, and then that's it. Like just keep it with the Gruber brothers. McClane kills the whole Gruber family. You don't need a movie anymore. <laughs> I love that. It just kills the whole family. <laughs> All right. Time for trivia. Guys ready? Fuck yeah. Yep. First one's about Jill Silver. I did a lot of reading you know about Jill Silver You know what? Week. Fuck Jill Silver. I want to I wanna answer something right now sure. that you think that Tim and I don't care about the trivia. We love the trivia. As Tim's texting on his phone <laughs> with somebody that's not us. But we love the fucking trivia. So don't you pull that shit on us. Anyway, continue, Max. All right, so Die Hard 2 was budgeted at $42 million, which was a big number back then. But since this was a silver movie, he was notorious for going over budget. So the movie ended up costing closer to $70 million. Jesus. Huh. And when Fox executives would reach out to ask about the budget, Silver would send memos back saying, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of grit that we need. So they base like they base Tom Cruise's character in Tropic Thunder after Joel Silver, who was a big fat, <laughs> really? hairy, angry man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to be. Hey, uh, the budget's almost doubled. Uh, any reports? Fuck you. <laughs> Guess what? No one asks him for reports anymore. Uh, he eventually got kicked out of. Uh, every, I mean, he's he's burned every bridge in Hollywood. It's it's incredible that he had so many chances. But this was also the last Die Hard movie he did because he did like two more Bruce Willis movies in a row and they both bombed. Like he did a Hudson Hawk and then the last Boy Scout. And then they had a falling out after that. What's Hudson Hawk? I don't know that one. It's a huge bomb. It's like Bruce Willis's passion project. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Uh, of course. Yeah. That's why you don't let actors pursue their dreams. Especially actors who uh, in a former life were bartenders who played a harmonica. I mean, you know, and yeah. Because that's what that movie pretty much is. Um, Bruce Willis was allowed to improvise as many one-liners as he wanted, which is very obvious in this movie because almost none of them land. Very obvious and on my end, very well appreciated. (laughs) I mean, you got to let a lethal weapon speak for itself, so. So the power tool company Black & Decker paid Fox $20,000 for a scene where Bruce Willis would be using their drill tool to get into the air vent. And uh, this was on top of them like already spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing campaigns centered around Die Hard 2 and Father's Day. And then they cut the scene from the movie. Hilarious. Okay. I was going to ask, it was like really $20,000? Like that, Hollywood doesn't give a fuck, but if they were doing all of those ad campaigns, okay. Yeah, that's fucked up. 
It's hilarious. So they sued him and they won out of court. <laughs> Good. Good for them. <laughs> uh, the tunnels that McLean ran through are the same tunnels that he uses in Live Free or Die Hard. Ah. It's a tunnel that he yeah. uses when they fucking, he throws that goddamn car into the helicopter. I don't, I didn't see the movie. It's Movie's a terrible not movie. good. Uh, the line, no pictures, you pinko bitch, was improvised. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a sign of the times. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That was actually a really good line, and it actually, it hit home. It, I felt it right in the groats, too. Um, in these this current year, this wonderful year that didn't happen that we don't like to talk about. But yeah, um, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's also a good liner with her too. When she says like, hey, I need a ride. She's like, if you give me this story, I'll have your babies. He's like, I'm not looking for that kind of ride. That's what Clay <laughs> says. Jesus. That God damn. All right. Two more trivia things here. Actually, one more because I already said the jet one. So last one. I'm sure, I don't know if you guys noticed that the Simpsons was playing on the airplane. Yeah, I did. All right. I did not. So in that particular episode, the family uses shock therapy on each other. And then right away, Holly just shocks Thornburg. <laughs> so fucking good. I love it. <laughs> All right. Time for the box office game. Rapid fire edition. Timmy boy. How much did this movie cost and how much did it make? Go. It, it cost $80 million and it made $350 million. John, go. Eighty million and it made one hundred and sixty. Hate you. I told both of you guys this movie cost seventy million about a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that earlier. I was like, I need to know this. Maybe he's going to skip it, and I'm like, a trick I don't know. Question. I thought I was. A, I thought you were trying to trick us. <laughs> you don't come to us for the for the brightest, you know, burning candle and IQ, Max. Come on. We're only all half listening. <laughs> <laughs> including Max. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, Max is already blackout right now. It's fine. That's right. That's what Bill said. Okay. Uh, get it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Bill. If you're listening, fuck you. So the movie- You're out of the 401k plan, you fuck. So the movie cost 70. It made 240, which was a huge hit. It doubled the original uh, profit. Wow. Really? Was it just because of Dulles Airport? Yes. I, I actually would believe that it was. It was like, wait, we get to see Dulles Airport blow the fuck up? Fuck yeah. Oh, okay. shit. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's move into the next questions. Who is your favorite and least favorite in this? Go for it, Tim. Uh, my favorite, the janitor. No question about it. He was just so <laughs> fucking fantastic. Simple Jack. When he came- yeah. <laughs> Especially when he came at the end we're on the golf cart and he's God. just like, beep, beep, here I come. Where are you guys going? Just, like, just like Iro Jima. Yeah, Iro Jima. So good. Such a good line. Um, yeah, my least favorite, honestly, was the chief engineer guy. I just felt like mm. there's a lot of potential there for a character and he just, it, did, it didn't land. Barnes. Yeah. Barnes, who was uh, the detective in, um, God damn it, what was that Chris Sarandon movie we did? Fright Night. He's the one that goes yes. into the house. Yep. And then he's like, don't you have to fucking call me again. <laughs> Leaves. That's him. <gasps> that was him. Oh, I was trying to figure out where it was. I was trying to yeah. figure out where he, what he had been in. That's what it was. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Um, My favorite is the stewardess, who keeps giving... Uh, 
the missus drinks because she punched douchebag in the face. I found that fucking hilarious that she was just like, oh, you punched him. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little did she know that eventually it would lead to an incident in the air, like with a fucking taser, which even back then was probably highly illegal. And if you were federally fucked, if you did that to somebody, um, but um, honorable mention, once again, I love the good Senator from the state of Tennessee. He was very calm, very collected. And I enjoyed that. But, my least favorite is Captain America. He's the fucking shittiest villain. Yeah, it just yeah. because, like, you could put something up of his up his ass, and he was so wound tight, you'd come out with a fucking jewel, like that motherfucker. Like, no, we don't need naked. Like, we got no yabos in this entire no, movie, which is weird. But we get to see him naked, which is great because it was a fantastic form of the human body. But I don't need to see him. Too. See flopping yeah. in one or two of those scenes too. Yeah, uh, dude, I mean, to be honest, it's just like he wasn't funny or witty. He wasn't like Alan Rickman. You know what no. I mean? He 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 brought no like humor to the movie, which is it's like cold. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. No, so, he just screamed war crime the entire yeah. time. Like, there's nothing funny about war crime. <laughs> I don't he, know what to do with it. You know what he was good in, and he played the same kind of character as Shawshank. He's good in Shawshank because he's such a fucking tight ass and everyone's like, chill out, dude. Like, you're not going anywhere. He's the one's like listening right. to like his yodel music at one scene. He's just like, yep. he's just in his little element. Yep. Or um, what was that other who really, what's that horrible movie where he goes to space? God damn it. I think, oh, um, is it with Bruce Willis again? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's something really bad. Armageddon. Hold on. I, I got to <laughs> look it up. I Armageddon. I got to look it up. I'm sorry, guys. Because it's one of those fucking movies. It's just like, no, it's okay. why, why was this ever made? Speaking here of outer space, Santa I want to do um, Red Planet. Santa Claus is gay. <laughs> Santa Claus has a boyfriend named Randy. Yes, it's true. Him and Santa always go to Boca Raton for vacation. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Boom, boom, boom. Everyone knows. That, I thought that was the name of it. Rock, I want to watch Rocket Red Man. Planet. Rocket Man. Oh, Remember that horrible no. movie? Oh, with that one douchebag. Really yeah. Weird, yeah, that weird guy. Yeah. I, I tried watching that stone, and I couldn't even. Harland it. Williams. It, it, that's the weird dude. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, he's very strange. He's like the Pee Wee uh Pee Wee uh Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Of like the two thousands. Yeah. Without any but um Max, can we do the Red Planet? Is that the Val Kilmer movie? Yeah, it's got Val Kilmer in it, and it's got the lady from the Matrix, and it's got what's his face before he got all in trouble for cocaine and meth addiction. Oh, Tom um, Sizemore. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's so good. That's where I get my whole term from. Like, like, and this has followed me for for years. But like, oh yeah, this shit went Mustang. Like, I pulled <laughs> that from that movie, and it it's solid gold. When are we gonna do Rush Hour? Never. <laughs> what? I, Tim asked that a few days ago, and I said it's in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, Rush Hour. It's, 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 it's I love in it. the mail. I but love Rush, Rush Hour too. Rush Hour is too funny. That, that's good. No, we can, we, we'll do those at some point. We'll do all of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, you gotta love them. No, I love all every single one of them. Even the one, even the more recent one that I haven't seen. Love it. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> that just sums up our communication right there. Love all of them, even the ones I didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, going back to me though, my favorite, um, I, McLean by default. Just like as mentioned though, like there's no fun villains, there's no Hans, there's no big blonde Carl, none of that. There's no simple. Yeah, I mean you got simple Jack Janitor who kind of sucked. Carl Carl Winslow wasn't really in it. Man. And then uh, my least favorite also was Gibby Barnes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. hold my popcorn ratings. What would you rate this one? Uh, I'm going to rate this, uh, one severe lack of Holly cleavage shots. I agree. Out of, um, one way too long scene of that guy naked. Yeah. You, you know what should have happened is that the lady at the airport that hit on Bruce Willis, she should have just like flashed him just like, just to hit the yeah. quota for tits. Just, just out of nowhere. Disrupt her tits into Jack's hands. Jack, Jack, Jack Ryan's hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck is the guy's name again? McLean. <laughs> yeah. Dropped her tits into McLean's hands just so that we had, we had a scene. Yep. I agree. John, what, what would you rate this one? I'm going to give this one um, 10 perceived war crimes out of this man's face uh, out of... Uh, 30 veins that I didn't know existed on the human body when he was doing Tai Chi in the room alone. Yeah. Mm. I'll give this two words. Fuck you. <laughs> Another good I line. love that line. I love that line. <laughs> oh, no, get the camera out of my face, you pinko bitch. <laughs> you pinko bitch. Yeah, love I it. know, right? What a one-two combo. Oh, God. God. There are people that still don't know that pinko means like, you know, progressive liberal. Yeah. Basically, which is hilarious to me. Which is hilarious since the context of that scene, which just <laughs> explains it all. Yeah. Yeah. And then here we are again. How many years later? Two. We're in 1992, right? Yep. Okay, good. All sure. right. <laughs> so I don't think we have any social media shout outs this week. Uh, check out all of our socials, though. You know, we got the Facebooks and the the Twitters and the Instagrams, which I haven't done anything <laughs> in months on, uh, or me either. But really, <laughs> the Twitters. Sick of it. Yeah, the Twitter and Popcorn Pod, motherfuckers, and the Instagrams that hold my popcorn underscore podcast and shit. Write us on Gmail. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. Find it. Yep. <laughs> Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. This is right. what Tim, happens. Tim went to open his mouth like he was going to say something, and then he just nodded his head and just started singing. Here comes Santa Claus. But really, most importantly, everybody needs to fucking email John, as in me, at tdbackrow at gmail.com because motherfuckers haven't been spreading jelly at all. I don't care if it's the holidays. I don't care about the families. Like, you just, y'all need to email me. I don't care if you got COVID. You can also email me at sibianenthusiast. (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis on the ass. One, two, five, nine. Underscore cheese fries. Underscore cheese fries at Hyatt.com. Uh, Hyatt Gold re- uh, Reward Member.com. Yeah, Hyatt Gold Reward Member.com. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was kind of sort of our Die Hard 2 episode. For, Just for kind Christmas. of. 
So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with something. We'll fucking see what? Red Planet. <laughs> Rush Hour. Rush Hour Red Planet. Where Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker go to Mars. I think I saw the third one. Did the third one come out when we were in like high school? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw that one. I saw it with the Frenchman who you met at my wedding. Mm. All of them. We grew up, like literally we grew up together during the, the homestays, like in the US, like watching Rush Hour together. It was the funniest thing. Like, nothing says America like Rush Hour. <laughs> I, you know what? It's a melting pot, motherfucker. Okay. Those are really racist. Actually, this doesn't show remotely any of the racism in this country. All the racism in, in this movie is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is all us being self-aware and able to tell a joke and laugh at one another. And that's fine. Which movie? I just remember from the trailer. She like She's like, I'm a police officer. And she shows her badge and she has like a bra on. And Chris Tucker's like, let me see that again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the second, yeah. the second one. I just remember yeah, that from the trailer. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me see that again. Let me see that again. Also, there was another fun one where he's in like a casino and he's just like, he's, he's acting like he's a big high roller and he's like, someone just touched my ass. Do it again. Like it just, it just <laughs> the starts rolling reels dice all too. over. Yeah. I think one of yeah. like one of the guys dies in rush hour two. He's like, damn, he ain't going to be in rush hour three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing about Chris Tucker is that Chris Tucker at one point was like probably one of the top five standups in the country. Like, you he's know, he star. was like a a really, really, really big time stand up. Yeah. And then he essentially got rush hour and made a shit ton of money and then was just like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do anything anymore. No, yeah. It wasn't even that yeah. him, it's that he did rush hour and his his ego got to his head. He's like, I want twenty million a movie. He demanded twenty really? million per movie and they're like, We're not giving you twenty million dollars to do a fucking wow. movie. So it's like then wow. I'm not doing a movie. They eventually gave him right. twenty million for rush hour three. Holy shit. That's why it took so long. But like Fuck he, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, but God. like for fuck's sake, like he was even with Bruce and uh, Fifth Element, and he did. Oh, he yeah. was like he stole the like the movie when he was in it. The, yeah, he is so uh, he's captivating in that movie. It's like I can't figure out what the fuck you are. You were trying to say that you were sexually intimidated by him in that movie, but that's okay. No, I wouldn't say that. I was intimidated by the shoulder pads, though. Yeah, I would be too. Those could take an eye out.